Welcome to the Bacon Game Sports Pod. Your source for the latest on baseball, football, and whatever else he feels like talking about. Get ready. Here is your host, Jesse. Hey guys, welcome back to the Bacon Games podcast. I'm joined by my special guest, Chris. Chris, why don't you introduce yourself to my audience? Hey guys, how's it going today? Yeah, I'm Chris. I uh, hail from uh, Toronto, Canada. Well, about an hour west of Toronto, so just an hour west of the Sky Dome here. And uh, yeah, I'm also the host of a podcast called From the Depths of Darkness to the Light of Success. I talk any, I talk about my story and bring people on to empower them to tell that tell their stories you know and struggles with mental health and stigmas going on in the world today so yeah and thank you for having me on the show jesse yeah for sure that's some good work way better than what i do in here so that's <laughs> that's good stuff man it's it's um, nice to switch it up once in a while so. yeah yeah for sure i think this is the first um canadian person i've had on my podcast i've had dudes from new zealand ireland a few times actually twice i think um but no Canadians yet, no Canucks. So that's cool. Fuck yeah, dude. Um, that's awesome, man. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm. Uh, my brother went to school in like upstate New York, and so he's been to Canada. I've never been to Canada. Whereabouts um, are like you? Uh, I'm in New Jersey, right, right, pretty okay. much right outside of New York City. New Jersey. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's how we all say. <laughs> Honestly, like you, you'd be surprised. Like that, that, that accent is like. A thing in like South Jersey, like middle. Oh, of Jersey, I know. <laughs> you know, yeah, but like not really in North Jersey. It's crazy, like how the difference in you know the state, you know, with accents and stuff go. I I do say my one like Jersey thing is I say draw for like saying a drawer. Yeah. I just I say draw. Like that's my <laughs> one Jersey thing. I can't I can't say drawer. It's too much. Too many syllables for me. <laughs> <I can't know. laughs> yeah. All right. All right. So cool cultural differences. We're bridging the divide. It's all that good stuff. But let's talk about uh, some baseball stuff. Um, and I wanted to start off with a question that I asked a lot in the past because it was, I guess, more relevant there. But, um, you know, how do you feel about the Astros penalties that were le- levied? And do you think that the Red Sox and the Yankees got off easy? Because they got, you know, some stuff handed down for them, at least in, you know, the court of public opinion. They seem to be getting off pretty scot-free compared to the Astros, right? Oh, yeah. The Astros got hammered hard and rightfully so, like when uh, all those <coughs> things were going on, the uh, sign stealing and stuff like that. But I do believe the Red Sox and the Yankees got off really easy you know, compared to the Astros. The Astros got hammered with some huge fines and hefty penalties. And, you know, I think they should have got the World Series stripped from them as well. Oh, really? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. <clears throat> Sorry, I just drank water. I think it went down the wrong pipe. <clears throat> I'm dying. It's almost um, like the deflate gate thing, too, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, there, there's a lot of stuff in the court of public opinion for sure. Um, do you know the uh, Astros? Um, like shame Twitter account. Do you, do you know about that thing? No, I don't know. Twitter. I haven't heard much about that. Pretty cool. It was like got a bunch of news. I'm trying to get that guy to come on the podcast so we can talk about that stuff. But I that just I feel like, you know, in captures so like, you know, the Astros penalty got this huge thing made out of it, a huge story. And then, you know, it's coronavirus. So like, you know, news day, pretty slow stuff. But then the Red Sox and the Yankees get hit with stuff because they were cheating. And it just, you know, it's like, what the fuck? Like, no, no one cares about this now. And I imagine you as a, as a Blue Jays fan. Um, that can't be that can't be. Uh, good or good for you right i know and it, and we were even playing the astros that year too yeah there you go there you go man <laughs> um yeah so i mean it's it's pretty crazy with all this stuff i don't know i don't know if i think when i started talking i think this was like the first thing i covered when i started doing the podcast um i 
I don't ever really want to strip teens of titles because I feel like that's a little meaningless. Don't you feel like? Because didn't they strip? I think for a bit they stripped Joe Paz all of his wins. Joe Paterno when like the whole Penn State scandal came out, and they, yeah. then they stripped Reggie Bush of his trophy. Then they recently reinstated it. Like that stuff never sticks, or it never really feels like it's true. In well, the, it has you know, stuck in the past. Look at Pete Rose. If you want to go oh, that Rose, far back, sure. Pete Rose definitely has. It's definitely stuck. But I feel like is he the only one though? Like I'm looking like more like modern stuff with the two examples. I said I don't know if there are any other. Maybe there are, but like I feel like when stuff stripped, it doesn't really. You know, it's definitely more. You know. Um, I, I see it. I see the stripping of like yeah. championships, I guess per se, or medals more mm-hmm. in the Olympics with all the drug scandals going on right now. Look at Russia <laughs> and stuff. But I know yeah. we're not talking about that. But like that's where you see it. But you know what I mean? There, I, I don't find there's any room for cheating. You know, why don't you just play the game yeah. fair? Yeah, no. To- I mean, I totally understand the sentiment for sure. I'm not advocating for any of that stuff. I just feel like the punishments were were pretty harsh. Um, oh, I mean, for the Astros, they were. Yeah. And then look at the yeah. Red Sox just got a little slap on the wrist. Yeah. The Yankees, you know, got off and sh- everything shoved under the carpet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I just, uh, it's just, it's interesting. Um, it, it's certainly something that I, I guess has been maybe, maybe it's a little underwhelming now that, you know, we've had this big break. But I'm curious to see how the Astros hate, you know. Uh, stacks up in, in in the season, which is going to be starting in what, like eleven days, ten days. Yeah, so, well, it's supposed to be, unless some major yeah. outbreak happens again. So yeah, I I think things are going pretty good. We've seen a few people opt out. Like we're going to talk about. We just saw. Oh, I just retweeted it. Someone, someone on uh, not St. Uh, Louis. Hey, uh, yeah, Hicks right? from the pitcher yeah, from yeah. St. Louis, that young pitcher, yeah. but yeah, rightfully so, he should have yeah. uh, opted out because he's actually. One of the vulnerable ones. He's he has oh, type one diabetes, so he has to take care of his family and his health. Like, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, that's for sure. So that's my second question that I had. Right, that if we could talk about, do you think there will be any more major COVID opt outs besides Price Posey? You know, other guys. We got Hicks coming on. I, you know, it's it's a hit and a miss. It's it's like a day by day thing. Like I'm a more of an NHL guy, really Ooh. passionate about hockey, and I've seen. <laughs> And they're just coming out more and more. Like, there's some big names that have already opted out for the playoffs that start August 1st. Really? Uh, yeah, there's been qu- quite a few. Like, Travis Hamnock, Hamon, or however you say his name. He played a uh, Calgary defenseman. Uh, a couple others uh, a couple others as well. One, I think, from Vancouver. And another one, uh, Mike Green from Vancouver. That's the other one. Or from Edmonton, sorry. Used to play with the Red Wings. Uh, and a couple others, too. So... They're slowly coming out of the woodworks, and I think you'll see more and more with the major league and even basketball too. Yeah, I was gonna say basketball definitely seems like I'm definitely I'm not as big into basketball or hockey as much as I'm into baseball and football, but I've definitely seen some stuff. Yeah, definitely happening there. So it's it, it's, it's a hit and a miss. Like I I don't know. It's like is it worth the money as opposed to the health of your family as well? You got to fi- factor those in, and that's what these guys are factoring in. Yeah. As to why they're opting out, like, is it right, really worth yeah. that money, and all that stuff, or is your yeah. family more important? You know. Right. So I mean, I know Trout has been like slipping in drafts. He's like going like I think like tenth overall now. I saw him like tenth or twelfth ranked. And his yeah. ADP has definitely dropped because he he considers because I think he he had like a, he had a kid I think recently or something. I do uh, believe he did. Yes. Right. Something something like that. So yeah, I mean, it's it's something that's uh you know definitely rearing its head, um, which is is pretty interesting. Um, I also, I think there was r- rumors that um, the Phillies pitcher, Zach Wheeler, that they acquired from the Mets, that he might be opting out of the season. I, I don't know if any of these guys are going to. I'm not predicting that they will, but I know there's some talk about them. 
it's really yeah. interesting to me. I mean, and I know, think as as yeah. the as it gets closer and closer to the beginning of the season, I think you'll see some more names. I do believe so, but who knows till that actually happens? I'll believe it when I see it. <laughs> yeah, that's that's for sure. I, I'm definitely in the same camp as you. I'll definitely believe it when I see it because I'm not ready. Yeah, I'm not ready at all to be like, hey, this guy's definitely doing. We need to adjust our rankings and all that stuff going forward. Yeah, not not looking until someone's actually you know officially opted out or whatever. Exactly. Um, yeah. Yeah, thank God none of the Mets have. I'm a Mets fan, so that's my <laughs> one geographically appropriate team that I like. Yeah, um, and uh, so I'm happy. I mean, I'm happy that no one's done it yet. But I mean, I wouldn't, would not. Be... One of my favorite players of all time, man, played from there, Daryl Strawberry. Oh, Daryl Strawberry, that's cool. I definitely a little before my time, um, right. but like a little bit. Wasn't he playing like the '80s? Like he played. He won the '86 World Series with. Oh, was he in the '86? Okay, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I gotcha. My mom's. Oh yeah, and he went on to be a yeah. Yankee, and I do. Yeah, believe I know that. He played with a couple other teams, that. but. He was an animal. Yeah. Um, yeah, I feel like I remember him more with the Yankees. I don't know if that's because I was brought up in this area and the Yankees are more popular and all that stuff. But, yeah, um, yeah I don't know. My mom's a, a – she loves Gary Carter, huge Gary Carter fan. That was her her guy for the Mets for the yeah. for a while. God bless him. And he played with the Expos yeah, as well, man. What an amazing pitcher or catcher yeah. that guy was. Yeah, oh, you're right before the Mets, right? Before the Mets, I think, right? He was, yeah, he played with, played with yeah. the Expos and the Mets. Yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah. Damn, looking at Strawberry's career, it is interesting. Okay. Um, yeah, anyway. All right, cool. So that's that's interesting. So the next question I had, do you think any of, like, the major milestones will be challenged this year? You know, like a, like any of the, not counting stats, obviously, but any of the, you know, average, whatever, like a 400 batting average or a below one ERA or a below one Well, they're really, the ERA, mm-hmm. that could be possible with how yeah. many games there are. But that 400 batting average, man, you're going to have to be slugging every night of the week, you know, yeah. like consistently to hit that 400 average, I think, you know, and you have to be consistent because you you got you only got 60 games as opposed to 162 right now. So, right. No, for sure. Um, do you have any pitchers in mind that you think could do it? Like any pitchers in mind? Well, yeah. my actually one until I literally read before we hopped on this podcast <laughs> was Hicks. <laughs> Actually, oh, from St. Louis, man. He, like, he okay. had, like, just over a, a 1.0 ERA before he had uh, – when he came back from Tommy John's surgery back in September last year, like, through the last 11 or 12 games of the season, he was on fire. He went, like, 4-0 and or 5-0 and or whatever to, to finish yeah. out the year. Yeah. Um, but, I, like, I don't have anyone in mind, really, for the to go under 1.0. But that was my guy. <laughs> Okay, I got I got two picks. I got two picks for guys who I think can do it for short stretches in the thing before they get hurt, which hopefully they won't in the season. But I think Steven Strasburg or Clayton Kershaw could do it. Could do it. It's Strasburg's possible. a good pick, I think. I like Strasburg a lot. I've always like, even though he's a fucking uh, national, I, I've always liked him. Um, yeah. I think he's really good. Uh, he's getting, he's a little, you know, his ADP, at least in fantasy baseball, is like 25, which is a little rich for me. But, you know, short in season, he's a guy who doesn't get hurt. He's an amazing pitcher, so. Exactly. Um, He's. I mean, I mean, look, like, I'm not trying to be a homer either, but like, Degrom has some pretty good stretches where he's pitched like a one ERA pretty easily. So, I don't know. It seems it seems like it could be in the realm of possibility um, for someone to do it. I, I don't know if I'm betting on it. I don't think I would bet on it, but it's. I think it's pretty possible. But I. I mean, I also think it's possible for batting average. Like, I'm looking at Joey Votto's second half stats from 2017. 2017. I think it's 2017. He hit in. Uh, 71 games, he hit over 400, 408 batting average. And, oh, know, that guy's an animal, and he's Canadian. Yeah, he is Canadian. Yeah, he's a good dude, too, I think, from what I've oh, seen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
So I, I don't know. But, but man, he, he's, well, he's, yeah, was I don't consistent know he, for so many years, man. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know if I, I'm sorry. I, I don't know. I didn't, I don't think he'll do it because he had kind of like a crappy season last year. Maybe for his standards, it was crappy. I think it's possible for someone to do it. I don't have anyone really in mind. I don't know if there are a lot of like great batting average guys. You know, there's a no sleeper. Like, a sleeper or, would be out know? in uh, a sleeper for you would possibly be Justin Upton out in the Angels. I was I was going to bring up before when we were talking about Trout. I love Justin Upton. He can stay healthy. He can rake. He's not even oh, that yes. old too, right? Like I feel like people think Justin Upton is like 38 years old. But he's only 32. Like, he's yeah. not that much older than, like, you know, other guys in this range who who, who really rake. Um, yeah, I, I don't really have anyone mind. Do you, do you really think that there's, like, no, like, average hitter, right, that, like, we normally would associate with, like, hitting for average, right? And, like, currently, maybe, like, Altuve, like, a few years ago, maybe. I don't even I don't even know who I would say right now. You, you know what I mean? Like, there's yeah. no great guy like Ichiro or Tony Gwynn. I, I don't know. No, we don't have, like, those... Jose Batista's and you know any of those in the league really right now. <laughs> the only guy I think is because I'm gonna say a homer pick. God, I don't normally do this much homer shit, but dude, Jeff McNeil hit like a maniac, and he's a he's an old rookie too. So it's not like this guy's you know like I, I he is 28 years old. So it's not like you know there's a lot more room to go. But he hit he hit really well I think for for what he was going for. Not that nothing on the 400, but I think it's possible for a guy to do it. You know we'll we'll, we'll see what happens. Maybe uh, we'll really throw a sleeper in for you, okay? Uh, how about, you know, maybe that guy that could get it, and he's from your team too, Edwin Diaz. Um, yeah, I, I mean, it doesn't really matter, though, if, if, a, if, a, if a relief pitcher gets that. I mean, maybe, but <laughs> no, I understand know. what you're saying. I love Edwin sure. Diaz, man. I'm a huge fan. Um, I thought he had a really – like, a lot of guys come over to New York and, like, struggle. It, it happens, you know? Um, I think For he's sure. going to have a huge rebound this year even though it's a short year i think it's gonna be it's a different city like to play in in any sport it's just like got that big feel it's like playing in toronto like when you're a maple leaf even though they (laughs) haven't won a cup since 67 (laughs) but but like you feel that that uh, pressure from the fans and the in the audience and stuff like that you know and lots Mm -hmm. of people don't thrive when they come over to the new york rangers the new york knicks even though they've fallen apart for many years (laughs) but but like the Yankees and stuff like that, like you know, you could be the most amazing player, but you could have a shit year coming into New York, you know, and the fans will get on your back. <laughs> uh, yeah, I remember Roberto Alomar coming over and him, him being so bad with the Mets. Um, he was like, <laughs> I actually, so I play, I play baseball, I played second base, so and I and I used the number twelve, so like I, you know, adopted his his style pretty good. Um, but yeah, it was a, uh, you know, sometimes those guys don't thrive, and it kind of sucks. But did you, know, you spin on good. umps too? I didn't. I don't know. Did he do that? I didn't even know he did stuff like oh, that. Oh yeah, it might have been even before <laughs> yeah. your time. But but yeah, he. I remember him spitting on an ump. Well, that's fun. He sounds like a good dude. Maybe I should rethink my uh, my numbering for number twelve. <laughs> um, no, but uh, yeah. Okay. All right. Cool. So we we talked a little bit about that stuff. Um, moving on to my next question. Um, who do you think is poised to have like a breakout year? You know, like, like they were doing okay or they had, like, good seasons maybe before or whatever like that. But, like, I want someone who had, like, a breakout year. And I'd like someone not in the Blue Jays because I know we're going to talk about them a little later. So. Oh, yeah, for sure. Well, uh, actually, we've already talked about him. I really think Joey Votto, if he can stay healthy, he is going to have another, like, breakthrough season. Or you mean, like, a breakthrough rookie? I know it doesn't. I mean, it, breakthrough, honestly, uh, breakout is really, really hard to define. So, like, yeah. you knew whatever you got. That's totally fair. Well, him or or even... Or even um, Kenyon Middleton, a relief pitcher over in Anaheim there. 
Okay. Interesting. He just he had a, he, he was really hot down the stretch last year. You know, in his last 11 games, he was just just over 1 1. Point, he was 1.17 ERA in his last 11 games and he's just on fire towards the end of the season. Okay, yeah, that's that's one I haven't heard of, so definitely keep that in mind for sure. Um yeah, okay, was there anyone else there? But Joey Votto, I think if yep. he can stay healthy, he can come back and you know have a pretty solid season, man. That guy's a beast when he's on fi- when he's you know behind the plate, behind the bat there. If he's, yeah, if he's I, healthy, yeah, I really hope so. <laughs> to be honest, I really hope so. Um, I because I've I've always liked Joey Votto. I thought he was good. I mean, and I also think that Cincinnati has a really good team this year. Um, especially with the shortened season, anything can happen. But they've got a really good lineup and a surprisingly good pitching staff for you know a club in Cincinnati with the Great American Small Park. So we'll see for sure. <laughs> For sure, we'll see how that goes. I'm not 100 percent sure, um, but okay. Yeah, was there was there any other guy? Sorry, besides Votto or just? Uh no, no one else well, I could think in mind okay. other than you know. Yeah. So, yeah, no problem. All right, cool. So, um, let's move on. Um, so we're gonna move into more Blue Jays territory now, but let's start out with you know the rest of the division. Who do you think finishes like the top in the AL East? I've currently got the Yankees. No surprise there. Um, but what what do you think? How do you think the AL East is gonna shake out this year? It's, it's it's a weird division all the time, you know what I mean? Like, you have Tampa Bay down there sometimes. You know, they, they're just come out of the woodworks so many years. Yeah. But but I, I don't I, – I'm going to have to go with either the Red Sox or the Yankees, to be honest. Um. Okay, yeah. Uh. Why Why do you think the Red Sox over, like, Tampa Bay well, and the Blue Jays, like, besides the Yankees? Well, the Blue Jays are definitely do not have – you know, they have some firepower – and stuff like that, but they're they're still in rebuild mode. I I believe, man. They they definitely lost sure. so many players from that team of four or five years ago when they went on those runs for a couple of years there with Batista, mm-hmm. Strom. Stroman's still there, I do believe. Well, Stroman's and, a Matt. Oh, Matt. Sorry, there you yeah. go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I forgot I forgot about that one. Now that you say that, but uh, yeah. you know what I mean. They have they had all that solid pitching, but they they just need to rebuild. You know. Yeah, for so sure. I really don't think that you know the J the Jays will finish the middle of the pack possibly mm-hmm. but i'm not putting them up at the top so I, I but you know if the if the uh red Sox can stay healthy you know with mookie bats and all those types of guys you know i think mm. they can have a really solid team yeah yeah um that's i mean that's that's fair wait mookie's uh mookie's on la though now right he is too my bad <laughs> no no it's, no it's fine i mean i jd martinez is still there he's really good i mean we got um Devers still there, who's still really, I mean, a, a young phenom, honestly, which I don't think he gets enough credit for. I think he kind of had, like, a down year last year, but it's whatever. Um, I just, I worry that, like, no one's going to be able to, like, stand up to the Yankees, like. Uh, oh, just, well, they, they've they added, they you know, added so like, much firepower in the offseason, yeah. too. You're right. And then, well, they lost their pitcher for probably the season that just tested positive for COVID, but he had, like, really mild symptoms. But they're, Yeah, Ch- Chapman did, right, recently? Yeah. yeah. Oh, man, that that's yeah, a big blow to them, though. Yeah, um, yeah, we'll definitely see what, what happens with that. Yeah, uh, I just, yeah, I mean, I'm just thinking, honestly, even, like, the lineup, like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. That shit really bothers me how good they have a lineup. And they well, they have, like, the, what's his so. name that came over from the Marlins? They have, uh... Yeah, Giancarlo. He's, he's gonna, I, he could break 30 home runs this year. I wouldn't, I would not be surprised. Oh, uh, he's just a beast, man. And what's his name? The other big guy. Judge. Yeah, Judge, too. And then you even have yeah. other guys there, too, that can just crank that ball. Like, like you mm-hmm. said, I, I... Don't think they're gonna. Anyone's gonna beat them, but if anyone's gonna give them a run for their money, it'll either be Tampa Bay or Boston. But mm-hmm. 
Yeah, uh, yeah, Tampa's interesting one. I don't really believe in them. I think they have kind of a crappy lineup. They're pitching, you know, whatever wizardry they do to make their pitching really good and whatever, you know, kind of, uh, you know, how they stack and, and don't have a starter sometimes and all that fun stuff. I just don't know how they do it. Like, I'm looking at their team on paper and I'm like, how does this team beat the Yankees ever? How does this team even beat, like, how does this team dominate the Orioles like they did last year? It just, it just really um doesn't strike me as a, as a team. But I guess, you know, you've got a good coach, you've got a good process going you just don't fuck with it and then you make the playoffs i guess <laughs> i don't know exactly they're just not my they're just not my favorite team uh, and it's weird because I, I i mean i'm not like a traditionalist in baseball or any sport really i think you gotta you know move up with the times and do what you gotta do and that's what it seems like the rays are doing but i just i don't know baseball is one of the sports that i really like because it comes down mostly to the pitcher and batter interaction you know the, obviously the fielders there's the umpire you know there's other weird stuff but it's really just the pitcher versus the batter and you know as long as you don't get out you know you're, you're winning if you're a batter, right? So it just, for sure. I don't know. Like, I feel like their lineup is just so not good that it really, it, it it's hard for me to imagine them making playoffs. But then again, I was doing a fantasy draft and I drafted like Snell, Glass now, and like Charlie Morton. I'm like, oh, I'm really happy with this both, this, uh, this pitching staff and it's all race pitchers. So I don't know. Maybe I need to reevaluate some things going into the season, <laughs> but I got to do it soon because, you know, season's right around the corner. But yeah, anyway, sure. um, yeah. So you got the Yankees or the Red Sox. That's, that's probably fair. I would probably agree with that. Um, so let's talk more about the Blue Jays because I want to talk about Nate Pearson because I don't know much about this guy. Um, and I know you, about yeah. as much as you do, but okay. I've got some stuff. I watched some videos, but yeah, you know, yeah, for a big boy, like he should be able to hammer if it, it, it looks as if his accuracy could be on and stuff like that with just such a big frame. He reminds me of like a Randy Johnson. Mm-hmm. So, you know, with that oh, six, six, two forty five, like if he can yeah. just hum them in there, but as long as he's consistent and has accuracy and stuff, because he's only a young guy. He's only 23 years old. So he played with Buffalo last year. But, you know, I think he has a chance to crack the lineup if he keeps going. So looked like he pitched last night. Like, I didn't watch any of the highlights from their inner squad game or whatever they had over at the Skydome there. But, yeah. you know, look, but he's making a case from what the tabloids and the headlines are saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that that's kind of where I picked him up from because I didn't really know much about him, to be honest. The last, I think, Blue Jays prospect I paid attention to was Travis Darno and, uh, and, um, what's, and, uh, so, you know, you know, you know, do you, do you remember the R.A. Dickey deal? Because that oh, was I my favorite. R.A. Dickey. Yeah, I'm sure you remember R.A. Dickey. When he went back or when he came? <laughs> no, when the Mets traded him because they traded him for Darno and for, uh, and for, I'm sorry, uh, Syndergaard. That was the big, that was the big guys in the deal. One of the yeah. best moves the Mets ever made. Sorry. Sorry. That's, I feel bad. That's all good. Oh, I don't care. <laughs> yeah, fair. But that was the best thing. But that's the last time I pay attention to The it. good old but, knuckleballer, uh, though. Yeah, he had the one good season. Or well, he had other okay seasons. But he had the one Cy Young season with the Mets, and then they shipped them off. Very happy about the Mets did that. But anyway. <laughs> no, I mean, that's honestly, that's kind of, kind of being bullshit. Because I love Boba Shen, and I love, um, I love Vlad Guerrero Jr. So. Oh, man. Um, Vlad, Vlad's dad yeah. was a beast. Yes, I do remember Vladimir Guerrero for sure. I if you remember the trading card game, the um, MLB Showdown, do you remember that game at all? You ever play that game? Or? Uh, I never played never that. My my son plays like MLB the Show and stuff like that, but he's only twelve. So, but I know I don't remember <laughs> that game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, okay, yeah. That 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 was like it was like a trading card game, and I it was like really popular in the like nineteen ninety nine to like two thousand four. I think that's how long it lasted. Um, okay. But yeah, like Vladimir Guerrero was like a big part of that. I still have all the cards and stuff like that. And I remember a lot of those sluggers from like the 2000s, 1990, like a lot of those guys. That's when I first, you know, really started loving baseball and stuff. 
Um, so yeah. I, I remember Vlad for sure. I mean, he was on the the, the Expos too. So like, oh, yeah. <laughs> and Vlad, Vlad, like Vlad Jr. He's he's such a beast, but he's not consistent. I find. Mm-hmm. Like, like yeah. he, he hits like he had he had a wicked breakout season. Was it last year? Like he was consistently hitting the year before there or whatever it was when he finally oh, yeah. started playing full time with them. But I find he if he can stay healthy, he will be become into himself. You know, he will. I don't know if he's going to follow in his dad's footsteps or anything, but he'll be a consistent guy, you know, at the DH. Yeah, that's that's kind of what I yeah want to talk about next. Do you, do you think he's going to play like the full sixty games? And like, do you think he'll play third or be DHing a lot? Or like, where do you you, you expect him to be at DH? I assume. You know, even though I haven't been following, they they'd be smart to keep him as the DH as much as possible. Yeah, I think I, I don't think his fielding is as good as people think it is. You know, he's mm-hmm. good with his bat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, no. I like, like he makes some. He's made some nice some plays and stuff down at third, but I think there's mm-hmm. other guys you could throw in there, you know. And I don't know any names off the top of the head for the Jays, you know. Like I'm not too, too with COVID and everything. I just yeah. haven't really been following the sports or anything to be honest. No, I mean, it hasn't been sports, right? So yeah, that's totally yeah. fair. Yeah, but no, I, I, mean, I okay. think if, if if he's healthy, and especially any team, if you have if you have your big guns healthy. You got to play them every night. These, it's only sixty games. It's not like it's a hundred and sixty-two game season where you can rest them for a few games here and there. Yeah. You know, if you want to win, you gotta you gotta put your best out there every night of the week. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I totally agree. Um, yeah, it's just gonna be interesting. He's just such a, a big dude. I wonder if I, I don't know, like just keeping a DH just might might help his you know joints and limbs and all that stuff be less stressful. And he's just such a big dude. I feel like he needs to like not be in the field. And I don't think he's great at their base anyway. So you can put Travis Shaw there. I like Travis Shaw a lot. He'll, he'll get some reps there, I think. So hopefully sure. he can take over. Um, yeah, most definitely. Like, yeah, I don't think yeah. like the last third baseman that was one of the best, I think that played in Toronto was Kelly Gruber. Okay. I don't know who that is. Who is that? <laughs> well, he won back to back world series with him in 92, 93. Okay. Oh, oh, yeah, check him out, man. You'll have to look him up. Them, yeah, and then, then there was Tony Fernandez, who was a good shortstop who passed away last summer. You know, those guys that, were that big name names. That name sounds familiar. I don't know he why. Was a San Diego Padre. Well, he he passed away this past, or he passed, was it last mm-hmm. summer or maybe through the winter? But anyways, he wasn't doing well. He had liver cancer, something to do with his liver. But I remember he just passed away recently, so. Yikes, that's, that's brutal. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah, I'm looking at this guy. Yeah, that's interesting. Just, just about when I was born. Kelly Gruber, killing it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Those were the good days with the Jays. Yeah, it seems like it. Um, yeah, it definitely seems like it. Um, and they had like they had some amazing names. Like those years, they had Roger Clemens on the team back in the mid '90s. Yeah. That that was after the yeah. rule. They had you know the Hallidays, those mm-hmm. those types of guys. Yeah, that shit blows my mind to like David Cohn, if you remember that name. I, from I do know David Cohn. Yes, I do know David Cohn from MLB Showdown. Really, he was a Met too. I think. I mean, you know, he was Yankee. he was all three yeah. before he yeah. came to the Jays. Yeah. He was a, he was a Met. He got traded to the Jays, and then I do believe after the Jays, he went to the Yankees, and that's yeah, where he closed it out, won some more World Series. Yeah, I know I know that he was in the Yankees for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, because I remember him in the, the Subway Series stuff. Um, yeah, no, I mean, I. Uh, <laughs> it's weird to, to look back on a lot of these baseball players. Like Randy Johnson, he was on – oh, no, I'm sorry, Pedro Martinez. Like, he was on the Expos, right? Like, I'm not – Oh, familiar. that guy was an animal. He was a – Yeah. He, he was like, a – and, yeah. and so hot tempered too. He played with uh, yeah. He played with the Expos and the Red Sox. Yeah, yeah no, I know the Red That's Sox. That's when the Red Sox had those teams back in the two thousands when they were winning the World Series there and stuff. Yeah, it just it just blows. My, like I feel like I really started paying attention to baseball in like ninety nine, two thousand, and anything yeah. before that is like prehistory. I know like nothing about that. 
Yeah. Um, so it's just weird to like see because I know a lot of these guys that like I pictured like the big dudes like McGuire, you know, Bonds, you know, they were kind of like at the end ish of their career, you know, not like exactly maybe their prime. Like I feel like you know that stuff was in like the nineties, you know, like the mid nineties, maybe a little bit early nineties stuff like that. But it just blows my mind that they were on any other team like Rafael Palmero, um, Jose Canseco. Like I associate Jose Canseco with um, the Devil Rays, and I know that's not how he spent the majority of his career. So it's just very no man. He, he yeah. his career was the the A's man. Yeah. Oh, the Bash Bros, right? I know that. Yeah. Um, so, like, that's it. Just it blows my mind to like think about these guys before, because I just, I guess, I picked them up at the you know end of their career, kind of when they're just settling in. But anyway, we've gotten a little bit off topic. Maybe we can you know reel back in a little bit. I want to no talk worries. about Bo Bichette, because I mean, I'm might say it. I'm not sure if I'm gonna say it, but he could have a better year than Vladimir Guerrero. Like, I'm I'm just a big believer in Bo Bichette. I think he's really good. So I, I, I think Bo and he and he's very underrated too. He just. He needs to be given that opportunity. I think he, you know, work on his hitting and his fielding and stuff like that. But but I think he, he could have a much better year than Vlad. You're right. Like, he's younger. I think he's got more talent. You know, he's in much better shape. <laughs> yeah, that's that could be fair, too. Um, I just, I don't know, I really like Boba Shett. I'm a huge fan. Um, I just think the small sample size of what he did last year, you know, which, you know, looks like it could fit neatly into a, a, a season this year. It's just pretty good stuff um i really hope he steals more bases um this is more for fantasy than for regular stuff but he was caught stealing four times he stole four bases i really think this guy you know especially if the tampa isn't that good this year i could see him steal stealing a lot of bases um and i would love that (laughs) yeah for sure that's it's it's Uh, funny you say that you don't see it like you used to with the stealing of bases with how with how far uh baseball's progressed though like you you know just all the supplements and the guys are much stronger than they used to be. I find, yeah, stuff yeah. Like that, so, I mean, thirty home runs isn't nearly as a miraculous, you know, event as it used to be. Even, you know, you know, in, in the in the post steroids era, you know, of the like, you know, mid two thousands, you know, early twenty tens, right? Um, exactly. that was like pitching dominance, right? But yeah, I mean, we definitely. I feel like it, it must just be like a calculated risk that like managers just aren't willing to take. Like, why would I take a base runner off if I can move my base? Like, guys are going to home runs anyway. Might as well just keep him on base. This kind of feels like where the strategy is going. I'm not sure if that's correct or not. I think if there's a fast guy to steal, you probably want him to take second base. Stealing third's a whole nother thing because I don't think you should almost ever steal third if that's. I, I just don't think you should do it. But that's you know maybe I'm more conservative when it comes to baseball and stuff like that. But that's neither here nor there. So I've got you on board for Bobachet being possibly better than Vlad this year. You think? Yeah, I think maybe? so. I think okay, so. Cool. I'm into it. I'm into it. I'm glad I got some some traction on this. That's good. I'll start a hashtag. Um, <laughs> okay, so cool. Um, let's get into the last thing we are going to talk about. Um, I want to do some uh, predictions for the year. I want you to start with some of your playoff teams. Like, who do you think is going to make the playoffs? Uh, playoffs from the well, from the AL. Sure. I'm going to go. I'm going to have to go. I'm definitely going to have to put the Yankees at the top of the list there. Okay. I'm uh, going to go with Baltimore. Mm-hmm. And one other team from the AL. I'm going to have to go with. Houston. Okay. So Baltimore is an interesting one for sure. Why do you I just Baltimore? like an underdog? I just like <laughs> think they're the dark horse. Yeah, okay. Oh, yeah. I mean it's it's now now it's committed to uh to my podcast forever. So if they do it, I'll be, you know, sending you some champagne, some uh, some good <laughs> stuff, man, like cuz that would that's impressive. I mean, but but you know, it's a short season, so anything anything's possible, especially with the That's what I mean with the short season, like Yeah. Like, I know we're focusing on baseball, but there's other sports. You look at the shortened season, they're going to have too. It's all going to be a matter of who shows up to play every day. Yeah. You know, yeah. you got to be the best of the best, the cream of the crop, you know. And like like we talked about earlier 
I, I, I think the Yankees, you know, come out on top in the in the AL, I think. But we'll see what happens. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, so did you just have some AL, AL play teams? Do you have any NL ones that you want to throw out? The NL, I don't really follow too much. Yeah, I guess but, that. you know, I, I, I'll i give your Mets up there. <laughs> I hope so, man. I hope it's such a tough division, I think. But, yeah, I it's, hope so. It's different. And, and look, you can throw Washington into the mix. And yeah, I mean, fair. I throw them in there, and I'd even throw Colorado in there. Yeah, Colorado's interesting. Um, I I know the home road splits are going to be weird this year, but I wonder, you know, how that's going to – I should really check the schedule for them because if they're playing a lot of more games at home, it could be a real fun year for maybe Nolan Arenado to get 400 or something, something or even Trevor Story. For sure, because like that, that. That, uh, that park is a, a yeah. beaut if you have the wind working with you and you're <laughs> up way up in the mountains there and stuff. You have the elevation working with you. They carry out there. Yeah, it does. Hell yeah, it does. <laughs> um, yeah, so. Yeah, interesting. All right, cool. So that's some NL stuff. What about the World Series? Who do you, who do you got in the World Series? The World Series? Yeah. Let's, let's just put it out there. We'll put the Baltimore Orioles. <laughs> oh, no. All right. Hey. Well, Orioles, wait, Orioles versus who? The Orioles yeah. versus Colorado. Oh, man. Dude, I would love, I would love, honestly, I'd love to see it. I would love to see it. Not sure that it's my thing, but I would love to see it, man. I think that'd be super fun. Yeah, my roommate's actually an Orioles fan. I think he might be cooking. I'm not sure what he's doing. I don't have to tell him that I got some. I got a guy on the podcast rooting for his team, so I, I have to let him know. Um, okay, but that's that's cool. I mean, hell, anything can be good this year as a prediction. So no reason to really even. I I, I probably can't. I mean, I could disagree with you because I I think the Orioles aren't that good, but fuck, dude, like <laughs> anything can happen in a shortened season. Like I've even seen some guys, some pretty reputable guys, talking about Detroit being a young, hungry team, Kansas City being a young, hungry team that you know maybe can play 60 games straight and not be too worse for the wear and make the playoffs winning. I mean, I think you have to win like 35 games to make the playoffs probably. It's very doable, I think, for a lot of teams. So, yeah. Yeah. All right, cool. Um, What about for the MVP, the AL and NL MVP? Who do you got? The AL and NL? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can give me one if you just got one prepared, whatever you want to do. Well, we're going to go with the NL first. The NL, I'm going with Mookie Betts. Okay, dope, dope. Uh, I just think if he's on fire, he's gonna, he's unstoppable, man. Like if you watch, yeah. there's a video from his home run he crushed last night, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, for I the N- <laughs> for the AL, I'm gonna have to go with either Judge mm-hmm. or the other one. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's look. I I honestly. Judge, I think he's dealing with some next stuff, but I, I think it's probably okay for the season. Um, but yeah, Giancarlo, man, I could easily see it. He is some guy I'm very, very interested in getting on a lot of my fantasy teams, just as I think he's going to... Because the thing about Giancarlo is he's great as long as he's not hurt. And he's not yeah. hurt now. He was hurt, I think, at the beginning of last spring training, which feels like a year ago, but it was only like two or three months ago. So he's fine now. He's hitting. He's doing all the good stuff. He's in a great lineup. Both guys that you talked about are in great lineups, so that's going to help for counting stats for sure. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'm, I, I would honestly, the, those guys are probably pretty close to who I have. I think I have Arenado in the NL and then I've got in the AL probably, I honestly was thinking about even saying Giancarlo, you know, someone like that, or maybe even like JD Martinez, who I really like a lot. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it, it those are, those are some pretty good picks. So I'm, I'm into that. Um, do you have any opinion on comeback player of the year? This is also like a pretty nebulous like thing. Cause like, what is like constitutes like someone coming back like is it from an injury is it from a bad year is it from whatever but 
I'm crazy. I'm gonna, I threw his name out earlier in the podcast, but I'm going to th- come back. The left fielder from the Angels, J- Justin Upton. Okay. So yeah. if, if, if he can be healthy, like, he, yeah, he only played in 63 games last year, mm-hmm. but he had 12 homers in those 63 games. Yeah, every, all his other uh, stats were career lows last year. But mm-hmm. if he's on fire, like, and he's, and he's not looking to be Trout's primary protection guy anymore this year either. Right. So, you know, yeah, and he's still under two more years and of contract out there and stuff like that. And if he can stay healthy, I think he'd be the comeback player of the year. That's a, that's a that's a damn good one. Um, I don't remember who I had for the NL. I'd Jose Ramirez as the AL, but I'm not sure if him that qualifies. He had a pretty good year. You know, come on. He had a bad first half of the year, but that's besides the point. Did you have anyone for the NL that you were thinking, maybe? Or the NL? Yeah. Uh, I'm just looking actually on the list I just found, and I, yeah, I picked by Craig Kimbrell for the pitcher from the Cubs. Yeah, I'd be into that. Yeah, for sure. Like he's, he's got the talent still. Oh <laughs> yeah, say. man. Yeah. Yeah, you know, he didn't sign until June or whatever last right. year, but yep. you know. He, yep. And he had his struggles and stuff like that, but oh, yeah. he, get, you know, see what happens and stuff like that. He did give up quite a few home runs when he did play last, but I think mm-hmm. he has it in him if he can stay healthy and, you know, his arm stays healthy. We're just going with the extra Red Sox. I love it. I'm into it. I'm very into it. Um, no, no, but I, I, I do, I do agree that that's a good one. I mean, we can even look to Edwin Diaz in the same, the same, uh, the same way, right? If he stays the Mets closer, which I think he will, I don't think Seth Lugo pushes him out of that job, but uh, yeah, we could definitely see something. If I mean, if any guys get to like, you know, any like hitter gets like 30 home runs or pitcher gets a 30 saves, like any stat that we would be like, oh, this is normal in like a regular season. Yeah, those guys are going to dominate and win it for sure. Um, for sure. Like there's so it's, it's 60 games. Like if you yeah. see someone and like you said, it's going to be Judge or what's his name in um, New York there. That's going to hit those freaking uh, yeah. 30 home runs. If he gets 30, man, that's ridiculous um, in a 60 yeah. game season. He's going to be have to hit in one every other night. I mean, I think he's done it before in, like, a very short and truncated period of time. So that's the reason why I go back to him. I think when he was in the Marlins, though. But still, I mean, you know, I, oh. I, I could see someone doing it. I re- I hope someone does, though. I think that'd be really fun. It um, will be. I hope it's someone random, like, uh, she's, like, Austin Riley on, like, uh, <laughs> on, like, the Atlanta <laughs> or something. So just random guy does it. I, How about we, maybe Bo Bichette. Yeah, Bo Bichette. Hey, we you can speak <laughs> it out, dude. It's going to happen, right? I think. Yeah. I, I hope so. I really we'll do. We'll speak it into existence. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Um, okay, so that's all the questions I had for you. Did you, uh, do you have anything else you want to talk about? No, I'm pretty good, man. Like, uh, you know, like, what do you think is going to happen from here on out? Do you think there's going to be fans and stuff come next year? What do you think? Because I know, uh, like, for concerts and stuff, at least for Canada, they're looking at the end of 2021, you know, before we have, like, full stadiums and stuff. What do you think? And you're in a much different situation down in the States than we are up in Canada with everything going on right now. Yeah, I assume it's much worse here, um, probably. I know New York, um, though, didn't have any COVID deaths um, last year for the first time since March. So that's a good sign. Um, I don't think any big venues like concerts or festivals or sporting events or any of that kind of stuff, I don't think that will be a thing until we've either like eradicated it on our own, which I don't think will ever happen, or we get a vaccine. So whenever we get the vaccine, maybe at the end of 2021 is probably the most likely time. Yeah, it's, it's looking like that for lots of things, which is unfortunate, yeah. but it is yeah. what it is. Why we need to you fund know, science and stuff like that in the CDC and all that stuff, at least in the United States. We need to not cut back on science funding. That's my spiel. I won't say any more, but, <laughs> <laughs> you know, this is a, this is an economic thing as well as it's not just, you know, a social thing. But anyway. Um, yeah, no, for I, sure, man. And I, <laughs> it is what it is, though. Like, I just deal with it one day at a time is all you can do, yeah, man. Yeah, personally, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it sucks. I haven't seen 
a lot of people besides my roommate or like my very close little friends, which I got to see for the first time in like three months, which was nice. Um, I haven't, fuck, I mean, I get personal on my podcast or whatever, like I've done personal stuff. I haven't had sex in a long time. It's been a while. So <laughs> I, it's, you know, it's a lot of Well, stuff I'm grateful that I have a girlfriend at home and not just for that. True. But... <laughs> True. No, no, not just for that, for sure. Honestly. Yeah. It's good yeah. For company. I have a roommate, sure. but I, I can't have sex with him, unfortunately. Um, but you know, what are you gonna do? Um, no, so yeah, I mean, it's just a lot of stuff. Um, I, I'm honestly, if we're talking about sports more and stuff like that, I am. Um, I'm never a big guy to really go to stadiums, especially for baseball games, because there are so many of them. I really just like sitting home, watching TV, just having all the other game stuff on my laptop, and just enjoying it that way. I, I really find that to be very relaxing and very fun. Um, yeah. So I'm not really. really big like going to sports events kind of guy. I'm I like more to- into sports events more when I throw money down on them. And I used oh, to love yeah. gambling. So, <laughs> okay. but I, uh, like I played professional poker for four years myself, yep. you know, back before, well, not before I had kids cause I was playing then, but when my son was younger and, but it, it just makes it more exciting when you throw some money down on a game or some, or an event or a fight or whatever it is you're betting on. Yeah. Like, I used to, I used to bet on virtual greyhound races online really for stupid for shits and giggles <laughs> yeah for sure do you do you still play poker like online or do any of the stuff online? no no i i only used to play online i played a okay. uh, very select few uh live events i was mostly online so uh-huh. but it's really gone down the tubes for you guys especially in the states online poker if you if oh, you know really? much about it so oh yeah it's like because poker stars full tilt when all those guys pulled out you and you have to either live outside that country to actually play you can be from the united states but you have to move to a country that you're allowed to play on those bigger sites on oh like yeah, yeah yeah sure so sure. you guys don't have as many of the yeah. bigger games i guess to say unless you move to like lots of guys will move down to costa rica or mexico or up to canada and stuff like that that are from the states or move over to europe even yeah that's i didn't even really think about that with all the stuff going on that makes a lot of sense although the world series of poker did go to online this year with uh through uh daniel negranus who's another famous canadian poker player but he has a a, an online poker site that the u.s guys can play on now so which is nice and it's nice that they still were able to do the world series of poker this year but it's just all online now so all the bracelet events they're having online and it's actually cheaper buy-ins and lots of the ones when you go to Vegas and stuff for the main for the for the in person event and stuff. So yeah, for sure. Well, I'm curious now that you have some like background and stuff in this, and that you 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 uh, feel passionately, or you know, you at least can talk about this stuff. Um, because I, I don't know much about gambling, but I feel like it should be like free and legal through, with some reg- with regulations, obviously, but like through the states and stuff like that. Like, do you have an opinion on that? Uh, it it was all to do with like. Oh, man, there's a whole thing. Like, if you go in and start looking into the whole full tilt scandal uh-huh. with some of their online pros, like, if you go dig deep into it, it's easier to explain if you read. I don't want to sure, yeah, yeah. false information and no, stuff like sure. that. But <laughs> if you go, I'll give you, like, if you start looking into the full tilt scandal, if you go Google that with, okay. like, Chris Ferguson and stuff like that, that's where it all began going downhill, really, for online poker in the States. Uh was with full tilt poker, but then they sort of got brought back. I don't, I don't even know if they, I haven't played honestly online, like competitively, professionally uh-huh. since like 2013, 2012 or 2014, probably. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I had to focus on my family and kids and stuff like that. Right, right, for sure. And, but I, I sort of got out of it because it, it got out of hand. <laughs> yeah. Do you, do you think that like sports betting um should be like? All, all good in the United States or I mean even in Canada and stuff do you do you think that's like appropriate well it's it's a, oh yeah it's appropriate you know you just gotta yeah. 
do it within reason though too sure. you gotta... I mean, like, yeah like online like dfs i know is pretty big and stuff like that i'm curious oh it's uh, online betting's huge up here i don't know yeah. what it's like down in the states now it's for like online state. betting like we have we have 365 we can go on bet 365 and all those yeah, yeah, yeah. and bodog i think that you can go on still and oh. a bunch of other ones but i think bet 365 is what most of my friends use up here okay cool yeah um i i think it uh depends on the state because i know new jersey just made like sports gambling um, like legal, I think. I think oh, that's pretty, awesome. Yeah, I mean, I, I like it. I mean, I don't, I don't gamble too much. Um, I try to help. It's fun once in a while. The UFC yeah. fights are fun. Yeah, uh, I, I'm not a huge fighter, like fighting kind of person, but I understand why that could be fun. Yeah, for it sure. just gets it, just any game in general. Like, yeah, I don't know. Baseball's a little harder. I like gambling yeah. on like hockey and basketball and some college oh. sports. Is fun to gamble on. Yeah, my buddy does that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. He does a lot of parlays. I'm like huge alarms parlays <laughs> are the way to go that's where yeah. you win your money if you yeah, can sure. get those parlays though that's the thing yeah, yeah it's tough I, they freak me out um yeah, yeah. I, i'm not a huge sports better but i like to give advice on it so <laughs> maybe i should put my money where my mouth is you know should probably <laughs> do that more. but i mean i also do a lot of fantasy sports a lot um, yeah like was, fantasy I sports are fun i i'm gonna i don't even know what we're doing this year i for my hockey i, I don't play anything but hockey so oh, okay but yeah, like it's fun. I, and the way we do it, it's fun. We've been doing it the same for yeah. 15, 20 years now. Like I, yeah. me and my dad go in on the pool together, and we. But we don't have. It's just one point for one point. We don't play like the fa- that fantasy. It's just we pick a team, uh-huh. and that's what you get, sort of thing. Oh, okay, interesting. So we don't pick any goaltenders or nothing. It's yeah, just yeah. easier and simpler. We got a bunch of old geezers in my pool, so <laughs> simpler for them. Haha. <laughs> no, I'm just. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but no, but no, but it's just that's the way it's always been done. But it's it's fun and it just gives it more. It, you know, everyone throws in their thirty bucks for the season. We do a playoff one too, and it's fun because uh-huh. you just you know once your players fall out, last man standing sort of thing. So you know you try and stock up on mm-hmm. those players that you think are going to do well or the teams that are going to do well in the playoffs and pick one from the east, one from the west sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's 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 fair. Um, I'm curious if you could. Well, one last thing, I'm curious if you could. So I play fantasy hockey during this one time in my my life. I know the years. So my I want to I want to see if you can guess where um, when I started following when I did hockey when I drafted fantasy hockey. Is that cool? Does that sound okay? That makes yeah, sense. Yeah, right. Yeah. Okay. So this. the number one overall pick was Joe Thornton, and that's who I got a lot. You, can you guess? Ninety nine. <laughs> was that really when he was the best? Is that when he was the best? Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, what do you think? That's when I. That's when I had my. Uh, so like in fantasy sports, I'm sorry if that was confusing. Like what, oh. that's he was the number one picking like fantasy fantasy hockey when I played fantasy hockey in like you know a certain time period. Is it? Oh, okay. You, well, you, oh, he was number one. You picked him number one in your yeah, fantasy yeah. draft. That's, oh, okay. That's I thought he meant number one overall because I was no, 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 no. But that's uh, good. You know that? Yeah. Fuck yeah. Um, it was 98, 99, I do believe it was one of those years, but, um, uh, I would have to say is when he was started blooming in San Jose because he didn't really play long in, okay. in yep. Boston. Yeah. Uh, I can't even remember unless I, and I don't want to look it up. So I'm going to no, guess 2005, 2006. Yeah, that's about right. When I was in middle school, that was about 2005, 2008-ish through that time period. So that's when I was taking him. Yeah, that's good shit, man. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and he, and, and that guy was unreal. Like yeah. he'll still put you up a few points a season. You know, he's not going to put you up those, uh, 75, 80 assists like he used to. Yeah. Yeah. That, that makes sense. Um, okay. So that's all the questions I had. Interesting. I didn't know about the poker thing. That's super cool. Um, yeah, so I guess we're done here. Um, if you want to plug your stuff again or say whatever you want to say. Yeah, thanks for having me again, man. Again, my name's Chris Swick, and I'm the host of the podcast From the Depths of Darkness to the Light of Success. And you can find me over on Instagram at Depths of Darkside. That's at D-E-P-T-H-S 
D-A-A-R-K-S-I-D-E. And I'm on Facebook, LinkedIn, all those things. So anyways, uh, thanks for having me on the show there, Jesse. Yeah, of course, man. It was it was definitely a good talk for sure. We talked about some stuff I wasn't prepared for, which is really cool. And the other stuff was very good too. So yeah. All right. Thank you very much again, man. And uh, yeah, so I'll talk to you soon then. Yeah, for sure. That's it for this episode of the Bacon Game Sports Bar. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. And follow Jesse on Twitter at E-S-S-E-J-T-H-E-S-L. <laughs>